60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. You know what this show is about? This show is about you. This show is about empowering you because Robert Palmer is the consumer empowering voice explaining all important financial rules of our lives. That's right. We're not talking about major international economic theory. We're talking about you and me. We're talking about people that work 40 to 50 to 60 hours a week. People that bring the food home, right? Bring the groceries home. The people that have to provide the transportation for their family. All in all, you are a company. Your whole family is a company. The money comes in, you spend that money on things that you need and pleasures along the way. The purpose of this show is to empower you so that the loan companies, the finance companies, the credit card companies, the banks, all of those people don't control you. You control your money. It's your money, not theirs. So don't fall prey to their tactics, to the tricks, to the smoke and mirrors. And that's what we're all about. So today we're going to talk about the Saving Thousands Rules to Success, a set of rules that Robert has created along his financial lifetime to help people along the way, to gain access to money and to control that money. We'll talk about the fact that you don't have to be intimidated by finance and why Robert does this show. We'll take a close look at all of the rules and how if you just simply put those into your habits, make those a part of your life, they're easy to follow, and you will find that you've got more money at the end of the day, the week, the month, and into retirement. It's a very simple process. Robert, let's get started with the rules. Rob, we've got rule number three, which is the three-day rule. This is the three-day waiting period on large purchases. Uh, you know, this is a big one. You know, you want to go buy that new car. I want you to sit on it. I want you to think about it for three days, right? If you decide you want to buy a house... I want you to think about that decision for three days. Now, I do not want you to wait three days after you find the home you love because someone else will buy it out from underneath you. Uh, but but from when, when you look at your, your spouse or you look in the mirror at yourself and say, you know what, I want to become a homeowner, before you rush out and apply for a mortgage and before you rush out and, and get a home under contract, I want you to take three days and I want you to think about it. And I want you to do a budget and I want you to make sure that you're going to buy the right amount because I think the decision to buy a home is always the correct one but you've got to make the right decisions when it comes to how much you can afford, how much you're going to put down. You know, all of these things have a big play. You know, so maybe you call the mortgage company and you get some some advice, you get an idea, but I don't want you to apply for that three days while you're waiting. I don't want you to go out looking at houses for the three days while you're waiting. Uh, if it's a car, I don't want you to buy it. And I want you to wait three days. When you're sitting at that dealership and you tell the sales guy, you need to go home and think about it for three days. Uh, he's going to curse you and he's going to curse me because he's going to know why you're telling him that because you listen to the show. Uh, but trust me, they will always make more of that vehicle, right? There is no scarcity in vehicles. Uh, you have the power as a consumer. And, and the three-day waiting absolutely puts the power back in your hands because what you will find is uh, usually by about day two and a half, they will come back to you with a better offer uh, because they want to make sure they earn your business. So that's rule number three, uh, three-day waiting period on large purchases and new credit. Uh, same thing if you're in line at a department store and they're trying to get you to sign up for a credit card, uh, you know, you're going to go home and think about it for three days. The credit card will still be there. The 20% off offer will still be there, Right. And so I do not want you to just sign up in line. See, I used to tell people to just not do this at all because I couldn't get them to think about it. I couldn't get them to process it, but the three-day rule fixes that. So instead of me saying never get a department store credit card, uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to get it except for three days after they first offer it to you. So when they offer it to you, say, you know what? I really need to think about this. I need to take a few days and research it. Do you have one of the little pamphlets that'll give me the details on the interest rate and the annual fee and all the details? Okay, great. Thank you. I'm going to go home and read this and I'm going to marinate on this for three days. And if I decide I want your card, the next time I'm in here shopping, uh, I will I will sign up for it. I will have my little pamphlet pre-filled out, right? Or you know, so that I, I know uh, I know I'm ready to go. I'm not standing in line giving out my social security number uh, with ten people in line behind me, and people wonder how identity theft is running so rampant. You know, we're we're giving out our social security number, date of birth, and name in line uh, at the at Target, <laughs> so we can get a twenty percent discount. Uh, and then their systems get hacked anyway, so it all works out. Uh, so that's, that's uh, we got, uh, all right, let's see. So moving on, we've got three-day rule. We've got don't abuse credit, don't fear it either. Rule number five, if you know their tricks, they don't work. We talked about this. The whole point behind the point systems and the discounts is to try to trick you into overspending and spending more money. And uh, don't do it. You know, if you know the tricks, they don't work. 
And if you can avoid the tricks, you can make good financial decisions and you can take advantage of them. You can, you know, the, the trick that we can use as consumers is we're going to take all the free stuff you give us and we're not going to let you earn any interest. That's our trick. That's the trick we get to use back on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, rule number six, spread your knowledge, uh, educate your friends and family, uh, especially your children. You know, and I'm on a big, big campaign right now, Rob, to, to get financial literacy into schools. I've had a few preliminary meetings with our lobbyists. Uh, you know, we're putting this whole campaign together. We're going to put this whole uh, this whole program together to try to get awareness out there, to try to get people to rally behind me. Uh, and let's wake up the school systems and let's try to develop a way for our kids to be taught financial literacy. Let's teach our kids uh, about how to respect credit and how to understand credit and how credit scores work and how home buying works uh, and how debt works and how interest works and, and all these things that they're absolutely not taught today. You know, if, if we can teach uh, you know, home economics and all this other stuff, you know, we should absolutely be teaching kids, uh, about finance, about personal finance. So I'm launching this, this whole campaign for financial literacy. Uh, I am going to do whatever it takes to change this, uh, mm-hmm. because our young people, uh, are, are not being taught. And, and trust me, some of the big financial institutions don't want them to know, right? Because let's go back to rule number five. If you know their tricks, they don't work. That's and right. so when I get on the radio and say, I want to teach all the dirty tricks, to, to, the, to today's youth, to America's youth, they, you know, there's financial services guys out there cringing, you know, putting hits out on my life because they don't want that to happen. You know, because if, if they know the tricks, they won't work. Uh, but that's important to me. And so spreading your knowledge, uh, educating your friends and family, uh, don't be afraid to talk to your kids about this stuff. I mean, that, that's my, that is my plea to all of you listening right now is, is do not think your children are too young to understand these concepts because the, the younger you get them comfortable and familiar with them, uh, the more on top of it they will be. The last mm-hmm. thing you want is their first, uh, their first encounter with things like interest and annual fees and APRs to be, you know, their freshman year of college when they're off on their own uh, and, and they want a new big screen TV for their dorm room, right? I mean, that's, that's not when you want them to learn the hard way about the repercussions of credit, about the pitfalls of credit. You know, you've got to teach them. And if you look at kids today with technology, if you look at how comfortable young children are with iPhones and Android phones and iPads, and they can pick them up and they can do things with them that, that sometimes their parents can't even do. And it's because they got comfortable with the concepts. They got comfortable with the ideas at a very young age. And this is so important. And this is what we need to do when it comes to credit. You know, I want to live in a world where kids are as familiar with credit scoring and how that works as they are with with iPhone games, you know, with Angry Birds, with, uh, with Candy Crush, you know, that, that they, oh, hey, uh, you know, Bob, when I grow up, I'm going to I'm going to have a good credit score. I'm going to have, you know, two revolving credit cards that I don't hardly use and I pay off on time and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do everything perfect and I'm going to have an 800 credit score. That's my goal. You know, the, the, you don't hear kids talk that way because we don't expose them to it. And then all of a sudden they, they, they get older and they get off to college and their, their first exposure to credit cards uh, is, is not in the right environment. It's not with the right information, right? It's, they don't really understand what the repercussions are. They don't understand how expensive interest can be. I mean, if you're sitting there, you know anything about it and they say, oh yeah, it's a 20% APR. I mean, what does that mean? I mean what, what does that mean? You know, what's the, what is that? Is that like a 20% discount? You know, no, this 20% is every year, right? Every year we're going to charge you 20%. So in five years, we'll have charged you 100%, right? You buy a $1,000 TV and in the next five years, we're going to charge you $1,000 in interest if you don't pay it off. Ouch. See, people don't explain that. They don't understand it. It just, it seems like fictitious money, right? Because there's no grasp of the long-term repercussions of credit. And so the biggest disservice we are doing to the youth today is not explaining credit to them, not explaining home buying, not explaining credit scoring, not explaining money, balancing, budgeting, right? All the things that go with it. And and this is setting up our, our younger generation for failure. And it is, and we've got to do something about it. And and that's why I'm on this, uh, starting this campaign. I'm hoping to launch officially in the next couple months uh, to, to try to rally all of my, I think I'm up to like 200,000 listeners now, Rob, yep. you know, to rally my 200,000 listeners behind me to try to do something about this. You know, we've got a voice and we're going to use that voice mm-hmm. to try to get America's youth to be taught about financial literacy. So that's rule number six. Rule seven, own real estate sooner, not later. We've covered this a lot today. Uh, you know, real estate is is the the greatest source of equity and wealth in this country, and uh, it, it fits in so nicely with everything else we talk about because people almost always use credit to buy real estate. That's called a mortgage, and uh, and when you use all the things we talk about here on the show, shopping around and knowing your numbers and waiting three days and not abusing credit, all that fits into being able to buy real estate and get a great deal on it and make a good decision with it. Well, there's more saving thousands with Robert Palmer coming up. But I wanted to let our newer listeners know that consumer empowerment only begins here at the radio show. From here, 
Robert Palmer has designed many resources that are free to you on your way to becoming totally in command of your financial life. You are now the chief financial officer of you and your family. For instance, we offer you absolutely free savingthousands.com. This is a warehouse of information to help you become more empowered in simple articles, simple to read articles that give you a pathway. It's kind of like a GPS in your car getting you to your destination. Well, that's what savingthousands.com is all about. Across the top, you'll see some tabs taking you directly to the Saving Thousands rules. Also to archived radio shows, station listings where you can listen to us as you travel around. And of course, you can click on a tab that simply says the Home Value Hotline. And it's pretty self-explanatory, but we may talk more about it as the show goes on. Directly below that, there's a big box. It's usually gray. And if you click on that, you'll hear one of our latest radio shows, always pertinent to the times, always pertinent to each and every listener. Every show has something for everybody. There's no doubt about that. So if you scroll down from there, you'll find a collection of eight tabs that make finding articles that you need easier than ever. You'll find a tab for personal finance, credit cards, credit scores, mortgages, home ownership, financial zombieism. As for all those of you that feel lost, loans and banking, it's all right there for you. Savingthousands.com. That's savingthousands.com. You know, Robert, people listen to the show. It's usually around 55 minutes of all content, and we don't have commercials from our point. Maybe the radio station does. But, you know, they're probably wondering, what is this radio show all about, and why do you do it for free? Yeah, you know, Rob, the whole point of the show is, you know, for me to come out here and, and share a lot of the insight I had, had learned, you know, being in the financial services industry for so long and seeing a lot of the a lot of the ways that, you know, financial services companies, mortgage, credit cards, insurance companies, they really are like set up to take advantage of consumers. I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty insane when you think about it. And so, you know, I went on the radio five years, six years ago to, to try to explain to people how this stuff really worked. And uh, it's kind of funny because one of the things that really drove me to do this uh, is, is I think a lot of people don't realize the impact that their financial situation or their financial lives can have on their kids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the, one of my early stories as a kid, so my uh, my parents you know, got divorced when I was young and they got divorced because of a financial issue. So my, my dad had his own car dealership uh, right here in Central Florida uh, when I was young, super young. And uh, so they were, let's say they're a little excessive, right? And so <laughs> I remember one of the, one of the last Easter's that they were together. Uh, instead of getting me an Easter basket, they actually got me this, they got a raft. And so the raft oh, was the man. basket and they filled the raft up with like giant stuff, bunnies and candy and all this stuff. And, and so then I'd say like maybe five or six months later, my dad's business fails. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it ruins my parents' relationship. They end up getting divorced. And so now my mom here raising me as a single parent. And so the next year I get a normal Easter basket. And so, like, I decided the Easter Bunny hates me, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm distraught as a kid. I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do to make the Easter Bunny hate me so much? You know, and and again, it's it's that that our finances do impact our kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And so now here I am, I went from, you know, the only life I knew as a little kid, too young to really understand money, but you can see that difference. You know, my dad was doing really well, owned his own business. All of a sudden, he's, they're divorced. He leaves the state. My mom's now a single parent trying to raise me. And, um, you know, she ran up a lot of credit card debt doing that. And so, you know, later in life, I remember being you know, probably 13 or 14 years old. And I decided I would get on the phone with her credit card companies and try to negotiate the interest rates, oh, right? No. And, uh, you know, it was cool. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, Robert, you're, that made you grow up too fast. But I, in a lot of ways, it was good. You know, it was, it was good for mm-hmm. me as a, a young child to to see the impact of finances. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about coming on the radio and, you know, trying to help people avoid those same types of mistakes. Because look, the deck is stacked against you. I mean, the credit card companies, mortgage companies, mm-hmm. insurance companies, you know, the, the mode of operation, they are built to take advantage of consumers. You know, they're built to take advantage of us. That's that's how they make their money. Instead of instead of spending the money to figure out how to do better for the world, they're out there spending the money for evil. Mm-hmm. You know, they're spending the money to try to figure out, oh, well, you know, if we offer people credit cards while they're in line at department stores and offer them savings, we can hook them in. You know, if we go onto college campuses and we do a card with the high school, with the, with this, the college logo, the mascot on the card, kids are going to sign up. And if we give them a free T-shirt or, you know, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about tricking us. It's all about the smoke and mirrors. It's a lot like magicians. You know, when a magician does the act, they have the the pretty girl, they have the, you know, the distraction, the the, the big smoke and fireworks that go off in the background to to divert your attention. And that's really what financial services companies are about. And so I lived in that world for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. being in the in the mortgage business and working for some really big lenders throughout my career. 
Uh, and so, you know, when I opened RP Funding, uh, I decided I wanted to give back. And a big part of that was coming on the radio every weekend. You know, we started, what, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m.? Saturday mornings early. Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. And, uh, you know, went from there uh, during the week. And it's exciting because it's it's a great platform for me to go out there and, and share a lot of what goes on, a lot of what people have to watch out for. Because uh, it is, you know, there, there's so many ways to get in trouble with with debt and, you know, the the rack, running up credit cards, you mm-hmm. know, and then you're, all of a sudden you're buried. And those minimum payments, it's going to take 20 years to pay the thing off. You know, or people who get in over their head with a mortgage. You know, look at how many people bought homes in 2006 and 2007, and they couldn't afford those homes. You know, and it was it was greed. A lot of it was greed on behalf of the the banks and the and really Wall Street. Mm-hmm. You know, Wall Street came into the industry and they wanted to be able to make as much money per transaction as possible. And they figured out the way to do that was to actually loan money to people that couldn't really afford to pay it back because back then home prices were going up so quick. You know, the idea was, oh, we're going to make them the loan and they're not going to pay it back and it'll be okay because when we take the house back, it's worth even more money and then we'll sell it again. And this was the attitude. And it ended up, I mean, it ended up blowing up in their face, obviously, with the, the whole subprime crash. But it's just this, this this greed factor is just insane. And as consumers, when we don't stand up and fight for our rights, when we don't shop around and we don't ask questions and we don't compare services and we just take the first financial services product that's offered to us, we're, we're teeing up to be taken advantage of, to let them do what they've been practicing for so long. And all it takes is, is a, I'd say, Rob, one of those powerful phrases you can use as a consumer is simply tell the people, hey, I'm going to shop around. Hey, you know, mm, that does yeah. sound like a pretty good deal, but let me just, I'm going to check with a couple of your competitors. I'm going to shop around. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're you're, the, you're that guy that's going to shop around. Well, I've got a deal for you, you know, and, and but just mentioning those simple words, you know, we'll spend all this time, people will shop around for the best deal on a laptop. You know, people will shop around. They'll go on Amazon or, you know, Google and compare price after price. And, you know, they're buying a new vacuum cleaner. It's like, oh, well, you know, Walmart's got it for five bucks cheaper than Target. And, you know, people will put all this effort and energy into buying products and making sure they're getting a good deal. But then when it comes to financial services, when it comes to intangibles, it's like we forget all those skills. We completely forget about it. And we just pay whatever, you know, whatever people throw at us. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're saving thousands with Robert Palmer on the Saving Thousands Radio Network, a collection of 80-plus best radio stations in their particular cities so that we can reach you, the people who want to be educated, the people who want to get ahead in life, the people who want to be empowered. And oftentimes on the show, you're going to hear us talk about customer service. That's because customer service touches every area of every facet of all the companies that make up the Robert Palmer family of companies. Take RP Funding, for example. From the time you make your very first phone call to the time that you apply for a loan to the loan process itself and all the way to closing, you will be totally in the loop. And along the way, you'll be invited to take brief surveys to kind of grade everyone involved in the transaction from that receptionist to the licensed mortgage professionals to the real estate agents all the way to title and all of the rest. You know, and from that, we create a lot of important lists And, of course, it helps us determine in the company advancements and bonuses and that sort of thing. But it also has helped us do something else. We have been able to accumulate the names of the best real estate professionals right here in your own backyard. Now, that is intense, and that is a great tool for you to have. Now, we don't publish that list, but without obligation, you're always welcome to call RP Funding and say, hey, I'm about to enter into a real estate transaction And whether you want to involve RP funding or not, we will supply you with the names of area real estate professionals that have come out with gold stars in those customer surveys. It's a great win. It's a win-win for everybody. And hopefully along the way, you'll become familiar with the Robert Palmer family of companies. You know, Robert, there are too few people entering into the world of homeownership, mainly because, well, they're intimidated from what happened in the crash, or maybe they just simply don't understand the process and they just want to stay renters. Well, there's no future in that. Yeah, so for any new listeners, rule number seven is uh, my recommendation that you own real estate, own a home sooner than later. Uh, and and I'll tell you where this comes from is everyone I talk to, uh, no one says I want to die renting, right? No one says <laughs> I'm going to rent from now until the end of my time. Uh, no one thinks that way. But most people will push it off. Well, I'm going to rent from now. I'm going to rent for until I get a better job. I'm going to rent until I get my credit score up. I'm going to rent until, until, until. And what happens is you end up procrastinating, and the longer you push off, uh, the higher home prices are going to be. And that's a, that's property appreciation you could have had, and instead it's money you're going to lose. So, so think about that. If you could have bought a home in 2010, right, for 200000 today that same home is probably worth 240000 
right? Wow. So the person who bought it at two hundred, he's now made forty thousand dollars. The person who decided to keep renting and not buy now has to pay an extra forty thousand dollars for that house. So you're talking about an, that's an eighty thousand dollars swing. Is mm-hmm. there between having an extra forty thousand or having forty thousand less? Right? Go up forty or go down forty. I mean, wow. that, that's what you're looking at by continuing to be a renter, by continuing to be a tenant. You missed out on the chance to make the money, plus now you have to pay the money. So it's a, it's a double whammy. And and it's this simple. If it's the fear, which for most people it is, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, we've done studies, the Mortgage Banker Association has done studies, the National Association of Realtors has done studies. Uh, and the number one reason that people aren't buying homes is fear. Right. And, and I, I want to talk about that fear. You know, I want to talk about the fact there's really not much to be afraid of here. Uh, I personally, so I bought my first home uh, right after I turned 18. And uh, throughout my my early career, there were some ups and downs. And there was actually, there was one point in my life where I had to move out of that home uh, and rent it out. I couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, I couldn't afford it. It was a point when things were really tough for me in my career in the early days. And so I actually went and lived with a friend for like seven or eight months and rented my house out during that time period. Mm-hmm. And so what I will tell you is that the by owning the home, I actually had more flexibility because I ended up making money on the rental, right? And so it helped support me through a downtime. And so where a lot of people see owning a home as an anchor, right? Or as handcuffs, as chain, as a ball and chain, as something that's gonna hold them down, I would argue that it actually gives you more flexibility in life because now you have the option to live there yourself. Mm-hmm. You have the option to rent that home to someone else. You know, you can sell that home if you want to. You have the power and the control, whereas a, a, a renter, as a tenant, you don't have any of those options. You don't have any of that control. The landlord can decide tomorrow they want to kick you out and sell that house, or they can decide they want to raise your rent by three or four hundred dollars, and and when your lease is up, and you can't do anything about it. And so, what I what I would encourage people to do is, and this is the whole reason for rule number seven, the idea of owning real estate sooner, not later, is to go ahead and get in there and, and put down some roots, uh, begin to own property, let that property appreciation. Uh, you know, if you look at over historic times, Rob, even in the worst of times, we still see a slight property appreciation that keeps up with inflation. So the home values are not going to go down. Mm-hmm. And if you even look for most areas, we've caught up to where we were at the at the peak. Yes. You know, I mean, so so even when you take the worst recession and worst property crash in our lifetime into account, most people still have had positive appreciation on their properties. Uh, and so the people who get in with the right type of mortgage, right, we're not talking about those toxic adjustable rate mortgages that got everybody in so much trouble back in 2005 and six. True. What we're talking about is today's safe 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And when you buy a home with a safe 30-year fixed rate mortgage, and then you follow my advice, which is as soon as it's financially possible, refinance down to a 15-year. What is that? Rule number 15, Rob? I think that's rule number 15. Yes, indeed. Buy the home with a third, mm-hmm. with a safe third, you know, no arms, no interest onlys, no tricky loans. Buy the home with a safe 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And then as soon as you're financially able, refinance it to a 15-year mortgage so that you can get the lowest rate possible and pay it off quickly and really start to establish net worth and equity and value in that home, uh, a gap. The equity is the gap between the value of the home and the amount you owe. And so when you're able to go from a 30-year to a 15-year mortgage, you're cutting years off the back. You're now putting more money every month toward lowering that balance to increase your equity. Meanwhile, the home value is going up like they always do historically, and you're starting to build serious wealth. And that's how we build wealth in this country. And so I want people to not be afraid, right? right. And, and so my part in this, because again, I'm always trying to figure out how can I help, right? You know, what what can I do to make this easier for people? What can I do to make this better for people? And my way to help in this uh, is to give you a way to find out, to take the fear out, to see if you can qualify to be a homeowner without any obligation, without any application fees, without any anybody staring down their nose at you, making you feel small. You know, the way some of these banks and, and mortgage oh, companies go terrible. about qualifying people, it's, you know, they want to make you feel like a second class citizen. And, and the psychology behind this is, is they know when they make you feel worse about yourself, they can overcharge you. Oh, yeah. Because now you just feel grateful uh, to get the loan. So now they can overcharge you. And, and so this is, a, this is a psychological trick companies use. They, they make you feel worse about yourself so they can then turn around and charge you a bunch of fees, a bunch of points, whatever it is to pad their pockets. Well, one at my mortgage company, we don't charge any lender fees, period. So nobody's going to try to pad their pockets by making you feel worse about yourself. So what that means is we don't have to play those games. Mm-hmm. We can just give you a good, straight-up, honest answer. And and you can call us and for, for free, right? There's no cost. There's no obligation. There's no shaming. 
There, there's no one talking down to you. We're just going to help you make a decision in life, make a determination if you can qualify to buy a home so you can take advantage of all these great benefits I'm talking about. The benefits of building equity, the benefits of having control of your, your month-to-month payments, having control of your destiny because it's your piece of property. You're the landlord now if you decide to rent it out, and now someone else is making your mortgage payments. If you decide to live there, great. Now you're paying your own rent. You're making your own mortgage payments. Sure. You're not putting the money in somebody else's pocket. You can reduce the balance. You can build equity. You can build wealth. And it all starts with buying a home. And the first t- the first thing I want you to do, the first step in becoming a homeowner, right? If you're afraid, I-, I know, I get it. It can be scary. There are people out there right now who wish they could be a homeowner, but they're just too afraid to take that first step. So my goal was to make that first step as easy as possible for you. And that's how I've structured things. That's how my loan officers have been trained. We will talk to you for free with no obligation. Uh, we will talk you through it. We will make you feel comfortable. We will help you understand if home ownership is right for you, if it's something within your grasp right now, and if it's not, what are the steps you can take to get there? All you have to do is pick up the phone and call us. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be scared right now. You know, on the off chance that we can't help you, that's okay. I don't want you to worry about that. You know, most likely we're going to say yes. But if we don't, I don't want you to be freaked out about it. I don't want you to be scared about it. I just want you to pick up the phone right now and find out if you can be a homeowner. And it's one simple call to 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. We will help you determine what kind of payment you can afford, what kind of house you can get for that payment. We can put you in touch with the right real estate agents. We can help you determine areas to look in. We are here to help you every step of the way. And it all starts with that simple phone call to get your pre-approval today to find out if you qualify to buy a home, to find out if you can be a homeowner, to find out if homeownership is within your grasp at 855-773-8634. That's my company, RP Funding, NMLS license number 70168. We are a Florida licensed mortgage lender. We're licensed in Mississippi and Tennessee and Kentucky and a lot of other places too. 855-773-8634. Give us a call. Let us hold your hand and walk you through it. Let us get you to the finish line on homeownership. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. You know, one of the things I found by being around this company as long as I have, Robert and I have been on the radio together for seven years. But also now that I've moved my headquarters to Robert's headquarters, I am finding that if somebody comes in here and they're working with a mortgage officer and then I happen to end up in the elevator when they're leaving, one of the things I'll say to them is, well, how was your day? And they'll always say, if I would have known it was this easy, I'd have done this before, you know, or, hey, I was told a year ago I couldn't qualify by a mortgage company down the street. But when I came back to RP funding, they said, well, let's look at your credit report. Let's look at what we can do over the next few months to get you qualified. There are things you may have done. Maybe you fell a trap, fell into a trap that Robert tells you about on this radio show. Maybe you fell prey to some predatory lender. But we can get you through that here at RP Funding. And I kind of say we because I feel like part of this organization. And it's very important to me that if you're paying north of $800 a month in rent, that you get rid of that and that you get your own home where, as I always say, Robert, they can put a nail in the wall without asking permission or they can paint a wall and they don't have to worry about something or put a swing set in the backyard and have something where your kid's notch is in that doorway when they were only four foot and then five foot. And then they they dress for the prom in that living room, and that's where that picture is. That is what we call legacy, everybody. And you don't build up a legacy in an apartment. You don't. You don't. We're here to help. We're here to talk you through this. We're here to hold your hand and take you through getting approved for a home loan every step of the way. Kick the fear aside, all right? Kick kick the the self-doubts aside. Kick those limitations aside and pick up the phone and call us. Let us approve you for a home loan. Let us help get you on this path. Let us show you what it looks like to own a home and what those benefits can be. 855 855- 773-8634-855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634 or visit rpfunding.com. And let me give you that number again. It's 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. Morning, noon, and into the evening, there are people standing by, all with customer service in mind. You know, not only purchasing a home, but also refinance is very much in the news right now. And if you've got equity, and most of you don't think you do, but you're going to find with the improvement in housing throughout our United States that I bet you do have equity now. You don't think you do, but I bet you do. And what could you do with that equity? Well, for a limited time, RP funding that we were talking about a moment ago is offering you 
a no lender fee and no closing cost refinance. Now that's a win-win-win situation. There are no upfront stupid fees and there are not lender fees because Robert Palmer is going to pay those. So what could you do with a refi? Well, you could lower your mortgage interest rate and your monthly payment, or you could eliminate the costly mortgage insurance that we'll talk about later in the show. Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe you could take out money to pay off those high interest credit cards and to use the money then that you're saving from paying those credit cards each month to pay down your mortgage faster. There's a lot of reasons that you might want to refi, and now is the time to make the call at 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. Ask the people that answer the phone. Ask them about the no lender fee and the no closing cost refi while this program is still running. Robert, I want to get back to the rules and talk about how those rules can be so beneficial to us and can help us to take charge of our money and not have our money stolen from us. Uh, rule number eight, practice what you learn, always learn more. This is the the guy out there uh, still rocking the the debit card or the check card. We've talked okay. about this. You know, I've given a lot of examples of the, the fraud and, and how you can have your checking account cleaned out, which can set off a chain reaction, a domino effect that ruins a lot of other aspects of your financial life, right? And it's all because you carry a debit card. Well, I've told you to stop, but you're still doing it. And so rule number eight is you got to practice what you learn and always learn more. Because if you're not going to practice this stuff, just I mean, go listen to pop music, right? Um, they're playing Britney Spears on some other station right now. You could rock out to that. If you're going to sit here and listen to me, if you're going to spend your time listening to me teach you this stuff, you got to use it. You got to put it into practice. You got to practice what you learn. That's rule number eight. Rule number nine, share your successes. So when you do, save money, right? And everybody has this, Rob. When they listen for a while and they finally go with rule number eight and they practice what they've learned and they shop around for something, right? Or they start paying attention to their numbers or they wait three days before they buy a big purchase and they realize it was gonna be a mistake, right? When, when you do one of these things, right? When you learn one of the tricks, so now it can't work against you anymore, right? When you have one of these successes, you've gotta share it because there's other people out there thinking that there is no better way, right? They don't know about the rules here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. And if they do know about them, maybe they think they don't work. Maybe they think I'm full of crap, who knows? So when you have a success, you've got to share it. You've got to tell people. You've got to tell people, hey, yeah, I just I shopped around for my car insurance and saved a bunch of money. I shopped around for my cable bill. I threatened to shop around for my cable bill and I saved money, right, Rob? That's right. You know, you've got to share the successes. So when you have successes, when you put these rules to use, if you bought a house five years ago and you've got eighty or $90,000 in equity now because your mortgage went down and your value went up, tell people about it, right? See, we, we don't want to talk about this stuff. Oh, I can't. That would be bragging. I can't tell my neighbors. I can't tell my friends that I, that I have all this equity and all this net worth now because I bought a home. Well, do you understand the disservice you're doing your friend? Your friend who's still renting because he doesn't understand, because he was never taught, because he never found this radio show, right? Because he wasn't taught about financial literacy. He doesn't understand the power that comes with owning a home, the power and the equity and the net worth and the wealth creation that can come with owning that home, and you, his friend, are a living, breathing example of it, right? I, I bought a house in 2010, man, and it's gone up like 60000 in value, and the mortgage has gone down, and I've got this equity, and I've got this wealth now, and, and, and my rent payment hasn't gone up. The payment's the same. You should really think about buying a home. This is the best service you can do for your friend. This is rule number nine. This is share your success. Buying a home in 2010 was a huge success. Buying a home today will be a success. Uh, but the, the, the people that we will take advice from more than anyone else is our friends and family. So if you're not telling, I want you to, if you're one of these people, if you have that success, if you understand the power and wealth creation that comes with owning real estate, with buying a home instead of throwing your money away in rent, and you have any friends or family members who are still renting, you owe it to them to share your success and to get them to change their behavior and to get them to go out and buy a house. Right, Rob? I mean, that's... Yeah. I That's mean, what rule number nine is all about. I look at it like this, Robert. People, when you sit around with people, they'll be the first ones to say, did you see the new movie? Have you seen this movie? Have you seen the latest car line? But they won't give them financial advice which could help them. They're supposed to be your friends. You're supposed to want them to have the success you've got, right? That's it. That's rule number nine. You've got to share those successes. And I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to you right there listening. Yes, you. Yes, you right now, right there sitting in your car, listening to me on the radio. I want you to go share your financial successes with your friends. It's not bragging. It's not gloating. It's the only way you're going to help them. And you know what? You're either going to find an ally. They're going to look back and say, you know what, man? I feel the exact same way. 
And now there's two of you to go tell somebody else. They're going to say, you know what? I never thought of it that way. I, I didn't know that. I didn't think about the pitfalls of having a bad credit score. I didn't think about how renting is so much worse than owning a home. I didn't think about these things. And you, my friend, you just opened my eyes to this. Thank you so much. Right? That's what's going to happen because everybody wants to be financially successful. Nobody's sitting out there saying, man, I, I hope I'm broke and I hope I'm renting when I'm <laughs> 60. Nobody's saying that. But the thing is, we don't, we don't have a clear path. We don't have the roadmap. So many of us have never been taught about these things. We just don't understand. There's still people out there that think you've got to have a 20% down payment to buy a house. Other people probably think they got to pay cash, right? They're driving around and say, man, $150,000 for a house. I, where will I ever get $150,000? They could buy that house with, with $4,500 out of pocket, which is probably what they're going to go use for first, last, and security on a, on a rental, on an mm -hmm. apartment. Exactly. But they don't know. They were never taught. There was no financial literacy training in school. Not in college. No one taught on this stuff. Their parents wouldn't talk to them about it because you don't talk about money. You don't talk about finance. Wrong. You have to. You've got to share your, success, your successes. You've got to spread your knowledge. These are important things. These are important parts of this whole process. And, and so when your friend who hasn't figured it out on their own, when you go tell them, when you share that success and you tell them you are doing them one of the, the best services ever and you are helping them move toward financial stability and helping them move toward wealth creation and helping them move toward financial literacy and becoming a financial ninja. And that's what it's all about. That's what this is 100%. That's why I'm on the radio. That's why I do what I do. Well, I hope that you're starting to feel really empowered and really educated. And you're starting to realize that money is not complicated. But up until now, up until Saving Thousands Radio and the thesavingthousands.com, up until now, there's been very few ways for you to be educated about money. I mean, when you look at it this way, look at the fact that from the time you're in kindergarten all the way through the time that you're in college, the time that you spend with your parents, your friends, the time that you go through your classes, you're sort of shaping yourself for a career, right? Well, that career begins in our early 20s, and all along the way, we've learned how to make a living and how to be a proud American and how to be a good citizen and a good family member. But along the way, we've never talked about money. Did you ever get that? Maybe you got some allowance when you were a kid and maybe you got a student loan and maybe you got your first credit card. But so far, no one has helped you to learn what to do and how to make things work with money. And so for most of our lives, if not all of our lives, we are subject to the maneuvers of the financial industry. And believe me, the financial industry is not just there to provide a service. A big part of what financial industries do is come up with more ways to take more and more of our money sort of out of sight, out of mind. I mean, take auto pay, for instance, and we do full shows on that. And speaking of our shows, if you ever hear a show and you think, boy, I'd love to hear that again, or I'd like a recording of that show, well, we're not going to try to sell you a CD. That's not what we do. Now, we make all of our shows, unlike a lot of people, we make our shows available to you on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week at no cost. So take advantage of that. Go to savingthousands.com and just go to archives or radio shows. And you'll see all the shows we've ever done over 400 hours and info modules that are much shorter. Well, Robert, I guess we've gotten up through rule number nine. All right. Rule number 10. This is a big one. This is a big one. I want you to have a savings account equal to three, your last three months of gross pay. Gross pay. All right. Last three months. Why is it the last three months? Well, this is constantly changing. If you work more overtime. If you get bonuses, if you get a raise, your last three months checks will be bigger, which means I want you to save more money. Mm -hmm. right? And uh, so that, that's rule number 10. Our, our savings account equal to our last three months of gross pay. This is going to set us up uh, to be able to survive any downturns, any hardships, any layoffs, any problems we may come across. Rule number 11, we do not gamble with the essentials, right? So guess what? That savings account, our retirement accounts, we are not going to gamble this money on risky stocks, right? If anything, I want you to put it into exchange-traded funds, ETFs, kind of like mutual funds. They follow the indexes, right? So you're basically investing in the, the Dow Jones, right? Or you're investing in the, uh, the S&P 500, uh, a large, large swath of companies. So there's less volatility. A lot of it I want you to just have in a savings account, but we're not going to gamble with the essentials, right? We're not going to get a hot stock tip on a company called Enron and stick our retirement account into it or our three months of savings into it, right? We're not going to do those things. The other thing we're not going to gamble with is an interest rate lock when we're buying a house. So this is a big one. A lot of people don't understand how this works. When you go and apply for a mortgage, 
uh, you have to, your interest rate can change up until you lock it in, right? You lock in that interest rate. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it does exactly what it sounds like. When you lock in your interest rate, that's now the rate you're going to get at closing. Uh, and you should get a written agreement from the lender. So all that initial paperwork you get with a rate on it doesn't mean anything. They can send you a quote with a rate on it. They can send you an application with a rate on it. None of that is binding until they send you a rate lock agreement with a rate on it. Well, guess what, Rob? We have seen rates go crazy and go up over the last four days. Yes, sir. Okay, last five days, all last week. So a lot of people who did not lock in, who did not lock their rate in, who maybe didn't even know you had to lock your rate in, right? They call a mortgage guy up and he says, oh, yeah, we got a great rate today. It's XYZ. Oh, great. Uh, but they don't ask the question, am I locked into that? Have, can I lock that now? What's the deal? And so then all of a sudden we have a week like last week where rates go up and now the guy's calling you saying, oh, sorry, today the rate's higher. What do you mean? You told me it was XYZ. Well, you didn't lock it in. You should have locked it in. So this is the game a lot of mortgage companies play. Uh, at my mortgage company, we lock everybody in up front. We don't play this game. I, do, I, I force you to follow rule number 11 when you do business with my mortgage company. <laughs> I lock you in up front. There's, there's no question. There's no debate about it. I make you lock in because I'm not going to gamble with the essentials. I'm going to follow rule number 11. But a lot of people don't. And a lot of mortgage companies will encourage you not to lock in because it's a way for them to take the power away from you as a consumer, right? So you're following rule number one, you're shopping around, and you have someone who quotes you the best interest rate. If you don't lock that rate in, they can bait and switch you the day before closing. Or if rates go up, rates go down, whatever, you're at their mercy because you can't reshop around right before closing. So for most people, it takes you know 30 days to close on the mortgage. So if you don't lock the rate in, you are gambling with your interest rate during that entire 30 days, right up until the day of closing. So it's very important to make sure you lock your rate in. This all falls under rule number 11. Don't gamble with the essentials. So we're not going to put our retirement accounts or savings accounts into risky investments. Uh, we're going to lock our interest rate in up front to make sure we don't gamble with our mortgage payments. Uh, this all falls under rule number 11. Don't gamble with the essentials. Rule number 12, you got to check references. Okay. So as we're shopping around as we're out there being financial ninjas, as we're looking at new insurance companies, new mortgage companies, whatever, new real estate agents, we got to check references. And the best way to check references is good old Google, right? We're going to go into Google and we're going to type in the company's name followed by the word scam. And we're going to hit search and we're going to read. We're going to type in the company's name followed by reviews. We're going to hit search. We're going to read. We're going to type in the company's name followed by BBB or Better Business Bureau. We're going to read. We're going to type in the company's name followed by complaints. We're going to hit search and we're going to read. And here's what I will tell you. Uh, a company who has just tons and tons of negative reviews and they never respond to them and they don't seem to do any better, uh, you want to watch out for them. The other thing is a company who doesn't have any negative reviews, like this is always suspicious to me, Rob. You'll see these companies where they have like tons and tons of positive reviews all from the same day uh -huh. and then haven't had any sense and haven't had any... To me, this is an indication of a company that doesn't do very much business, right? Uh, they, they don't really do any business. They're trying to fabricate the feeling that they do business when they don't. And so this is something big to look out for. I personally look for a company that has a couple of negatives. Nobody can make everybody happy all the time. You know, even you look at the, the most powerful brands in the, in the country and the, the companies who are constantly rated as being the most consumer friendly, they have complaints. Not every consumer is going to be happy every time. So if you have a company uh, with no negative reviews, it either means they're being hidden, right? There was a big, uh, there's big, big stuff going on. It's about Zillow, Rob. So apparently, <laughs> apparently uh, mortgage companies who pay Zillow a lot of money, Zillow will delete their negative reviews. Oh, really? Uh, and so I, I've read a couple of these because some of the people who have left the, the negative reviews on these big mortgage companies, uh, and I don't, I don't have any Zillow reviews. I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't think it's a good system. Uh, my mortgage company doesn't advertise with Zillow. We don't have a Zillow profile. We don't really do anything with Zillow uh, from a review standpoint because I'm not a, a fan of how their system works uh, because the, these big companies that pay them a lot of money to buy leads, they will delete the negative reviews. And I just, I don't think that's a good system. It's not something I'm going to be a part of. Uh, but I, I found on the internet where there are people who had their review deleted from Zillow, so then they go post it other places where Zillow can't find it and delete it and talk about the fact that Zillow deleted their reviews. Mm. So when a company has nothing but positive reviews, I'm always suspicious uh, because it, it's just, it's, it's a part of doing business. Not yeah. everybody's going to be happy. I mean, we, you can try your hardest. Trust me, I know. I try my hardest to make sure every person is 100% happy and we do customer surveys and we, we base our bonuses on customer satisfaction surveys, but there are still people that get upset. And we try to do our best to fix it and make it right. But I just, I can't personally believe in a company and trust a company's reviews if they don't have any negative ones. It just, uh, I just don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to make every single consumer happy every single time, uh, unless you're doing almost, unless you're doing no volume. You know, if, if you're doing one transaction a year, then, then maybe. So that's rule number 12. And then rule number 13, if you do own or run a business, be transparent with your consumers. Uh, run your business in a way that someone who follows the 13 rules here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network can be proud to do business with you. You know, it's a labor of love around here. I think everybody in the Robert Palmer family of companies comes to work with a smile on their face 
And I especially notice it on Monday morning. You know, usually we're in a gigantic office complex right outside of Orlando. And you'll see some of these people driving into the work. Maybe they're walking through the parking lots and they're just so, so down, right? You see people, though, that work for the Robert Palmer family of companies and they're bouncing out of their cars. They're greeting each other in the parking lot. They're talking in the elevators. They're talking about some of the work they've got that week. We just have an attitude around here that it's all about customer service. And at the end of the day, when you go home, you're not all beat up because what you've been doing is not taking complaints. You've been hearing from people who can't believe all of the customer service and how many free services that we give out every day just try to empower people. That's what it's all about here. It's all about giving back to the community. And it all starts with Robert Palmer, who's been very, very, very successful over the years in the financial industry. And he's done it through one, living by the rules, the saving thousands rules in his own life. And number two, he has done it by being honest, by being fair, and by being on the side of the consumer. And when it comes up that a company can't close a loan through another lending company, oftentimes realtors will make that call to Robert Palmer and say, look, this mortgage company couldn't come through for me. I want these people to get their home. What can you do? And Robert has been known to just immediately stop whatever he's doing and get those people's loans closed in as few as three or four days. And most recently, a loan was closed. This is documented in 24 hours that did not originate with RP funding. It originated somewhere else and those people dropped the ball. Well, RP funding is all about customer service and that's what we do. Hey, RP, earlier in the show, I mentioned PMI when I was talking about one of the things people might want to do in a refinance is get rid of that PMI. But there are so many people listening to us right now who have no idea what PMI is and they don't know they're paying it. Yeah. So whenever you put less than 20% down, or if you get a, an FHA or a USDA home loan, and then no matter how much you put down, you have PMI, uh, you pay this other fee. So everybody knows about interest, right? Everybody pays interest, but then some people pay a second charge and that's PMI, private mortgage insurance or MIP, mortgage insurance premium, depending on whether it's going to a private insurance company or the government. Uh, and that's a, just a big waste of money on your payment every month. And so home values have gone up considerably in the last 18 to 24 months. So what we're finding, Rob, is most people who call us now have enough equity that they can refinance their home loan, eliminate that PMI, and save hundreds of dollars. Uh, we actually, uh, one of my wife's friends just refinanced. So her and her husband bought their house about 18 months ago, and uh, they did an FHA loan. At the time, they only had the 3.5% to put down. Uh, they did an FHA loan. So they, they were paying like $220 a month Ooh. in PMI. Gosh. And so now the home has gone up enough in value and they can refinance and we're paying all the closing costs and their interest rate only went down slightly. Right. right. So I, I think maybe their interest rate went down a quarter of a percent, which usually you would not refinance to only save a quarter percent on your interest rate. Mm -hmm. However, with us paying all the closing costs, there's no cost to it. But the big kicker is forget the quarter percent savings and interest. They're saving over two hundred dollars a month by eliminating the PMI Gosh. or the MIP. It's so. Again, semantics, but technically on an FHA loan, it's called MIP instead of PMI. But whatever. They're paying the mortgage insurance. They're eliminating the mortgage insurance. So they're going to save over $200 a month on top of the little bit of interest savings. And it's not costing them a dime in closing costs to do it. And, and so, they're, they're I mean, it's, it's a win. It's a total win. So if you're out there and you have an FHA mortgage, if you bought a home and you have an FHA mortgage, if you have a friend or a family member or maybe a kid, an uncle, an aunt, you know somebody who has an FHA mortgage, they need to call us. Because the thing is, we want to get them out of that FHA mortgage because, Rob, FHA for a long time had what I will call an egregiously expensive mortgage insurance premium. They were charging 1.35% per year. So wow. if, if, if when rates at their bottom, you know, when you could get a 3.5% rate, but then you're paying 1.35 just in the mortgage insurance, I mean, that's a third of the, of the payment was the mortgage insurance. And so FHA realized that this was too expensive, and so they lowered it. They lowered it about five months ago, four or right. five months ago. But they didn't lower it for people who already had the mortgages. They only lowered it for new mortgages. So if you still have your old FHA loan for, and you've had it for more than six months, you are paying the ridiculously expensive mortgage insurance. And if that's the case, you need to call us because we need to figure out how to refinance you either into a new FHA loan with the cheaper mortgage insurance, or better yet, which is more likely because home values have gone up so much, you can refinance into a conventional loan and you can eliminate the PMI completely 
and you can do it without paying a dime in closing costs because I'm going to pay them all. I mean, is there any is there any downside here, Rob? I see is, no downside is there, at all. There, there's no way to lose, you know. And and this is why we're doing so much business. This is why mm-hmm. we're doing so much of this right now because we're we're helping people out. We're helping them save money. And again, you know, the, the funny thing is, my primary business, more of my business is purchases, people buying homes, than it is refinancing. Sure. But you will hear me talk more on the radio about refinancing because it's it's a unique situation right now, right? Rates will not always be this low. I will not always be trying to pay this $2.5 million with a closing costs. And even with all I talk about it, we still do more purchase business than refinance because of the, the brand we've built and people know they can count on us and that we're going to close on time and that our pre-approval is the strongest in the industry. What people don't know, and that's why I talk about it on the radio, is how much money they can save by simply picking up the phone and calling us to look into a refinance to get out of an FHA loan, no matter what your interest rate is, because you're paying the egregious mortgage insurance premium, Right. Or to get into a cheaper conventional loan, maybe to get into a shorter term loan. You want to go from a 30-year to a 15-year. You want to pay the home off faster. We can help accommodate all this. And again, we're doing it right now with me paying all the closing costs at 855-773-8634. That's 855-RP-Funding or go to rpfunding.com. Give us a call. Uh, Let us show you what we can do. There's no obligation. Nobody's going to ask you for your credit card number up front. We're not going to try to hit you for an application fee. We just want to show you what we can do to save you money. And then we're going to pay everything because I want to bribe you to move your mortgage from whoever has it now and move it over to RP Funding because that's how I build a loyal army of people who see that we do what we say we're going to do, who see mm-hmm. that we mean business, who see that we, when I say there's no cost, there's really no cost. When I say there's no fees, there's really no fees. And that continues to build our brand and our credibility in this market so that we can help more home buyers buy their first home and save money by not paying any lender fees. But on the refis right now, I'm paying all the closing costs. So again, 855-773-8634 is the phone number. Give us a call. So even if you want to discuss the refi potential that you may have, just simply pick up the phone. There's no obligation in calling 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. You can call that number right now. And there will be a licensed loan professional, a licensed mortgage professional standing by to just talk over the figures. No obligation. Nobody's going to try to get you to commit today. They're not going to ask for a credit card number or for any lender fees or anything like that. Because number one, there are no lender fees, but we are here to help at RP Funding and of course, the Robert Palmer family of companies. Earlier, I was talking about the fact that our radio shows and our articles are archived and are accessible free to you at savingthousands.com. Let me give you some of the top trenders as we end up the show. Right now on the radio side of the archives, there is taking control of your credit score. There are more people looking or listening to that show than anything else. Putting your credit cards to work for you. That's number two. Number three, the various types of home loans and what happens during the home loan process. You know, if you listen to this, you won't be confused and you won't be intimidated when you do decide to apply for the mortgage. You're going to find out how simple that it really is. All right. There's another really, really trending show that a lot of people are demanding. And that's ways to save on your house payment without getting a refi. Because as you'll learn, there's a lot more going into operating that house and the house payment itself than just the mortgage payment. You know, there's taxes, there's insurance, there's a lot of that. So listen to that show. I think you're going to love it. And we've got some articles that are really trending right now. And chief among those is moving back home with mom and dad and an exit strategy. A great article for everybody. Well, folks, we got to close it out. We're running over time. So, Robert, I'm going to say goodbye for everybody here. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer. <laughs> 